Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. I used to pray this would be life. Now I get paid for my green light. Threw the first pitch out at Fenway. Same day my Apple Music page got like 10k plays. And I did a guest spot on radio talking sports life. Really, it's amazing though. You know you reached a level of success when you clear your old salary with just one check. Yeah. What's up, Grinders? Happy Saturday. Welcome back to the Weekend Grind Podcast brought to you by Rotogrinders.com. The Weekend Grind crew is in the building. I'm Josh, Sir Giant. As always, with my co-host, Travis, Mr. Chalk Mangone. Travis, how you doing today, man? Good. I'm excited. We got a good time of year, right? Uh, NHL playoffs are in full swing. NBA playoffs are going on. Uh, pretty excited. And hey, we got MLB this weekend. So uh, it should be a really fun weekend. I'm sure I'll be watching a lot of uh, playoff basketball like everyone else. And then, uh, you know, just what my MLB lineups and my playoff NBA stuff too. Yeah, NBA playoffs for sure. Uh, Travis, what's your usual strategy here with NBA playoffs every, you know, because I know that you're a cash game guy. Uh, you sprinkle in tournaments. You've had some success there as well. So for like NBA playoffs, do you still play cash games or like what's your game selection for NBA playoffs? Uh, I'm playing cash. Uh, it's just I, I kind of pick slate to slate, right? Like if there's like a two game slate, I'll probably stay away. But we've got these nice like early four, three game slates. So uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to be playing. I got my action out there now. So I'm excited. And, uh, you know, four games a day, four games tomorrow should be fun. And, you know, there's always those like, gig- they even just have those huge GBPs, like $7 with like, uh, you know, first place getting 100K. You know, you have to chase that for fun. Just even just one entry, throw it in. Even if you don't want to play a lot that day, you just want a little bit of a sweat throw that in there and uh you know get the uh sweat to try and win that big cash right yeah there definitely are always big tournaments going on in the industry for nba playoffs and i also do play cash games i think that's the right strategy a lot of the smaller sites tend to overlay for nba playoffs so that's another thing you want to keep an eye on is the smaller sites overlaying and trying to hammer that for nba because uh, you know it's a bit more predictive than you know because NBA is weird. It goes from the end of the season where teams are tanking and, and you really don't know where to go because it just it's all over the place, and then it goes into playoffs and all of a sudden it's like back to the grind of like you know who's going to play what, right? Yeah, uh, I, I agree with you on that. And, uh, you know, we get some, like, interesting things where people might not catch on right away. Eventually, like, people kind of, like, learn it, uh, you know, by, like, game six or game seven, kind of everyone knows what they're going to do. But then, like, the new series resets, right? And then, like, it's a whole new equation to kind of solve. So that's always fun. Right, right. If you guys are listening to this early as it comes out, make sure you check Travis out on Grinders Live at 1130 a.m., Travis. Yeah, I'll be on then. Uh, yeah, doing the uh, the early slate, which is awful. So let's not even talk about that because of all the weather issues. And let's just go on to the main, you know, because it's pretty ugly. Yeah, that's what we'll be covering for you guys here. We'll be covering the main MLB slate. Before we hop into it, give us both a follow on Twitter. You can follow me at Real Joshua Giant. That's at Real Joshua Giant. You can follow Travis at Travis Mangone at Travis M A N. G-O-N-E, and uh, shoot over any questions or comments. Love interacting with you guys over there. Loved hearing any uh, feedback or suggestions on how we can make the show better for you guys. So, yeah, let's hop into this slate. As you mentioned, six-game main slate locking at 7-10 
p.m. Eastern time. We will go through our normal format here as we go position by position. Now, Travis, there's a one guy here that kind of stands out above all else on the you know when we're looking at the prices of these pitchers on DraftKings, uh, we have James Tyon and he's priced at 12k. You know, miles ahead of everyone else. The, the next closest pitcher is Rich Hill at 9700. Then we go over to FanDuel, and Tyon's also the most expensive pitcher over there at 9200. But he's not like you know by by a landslide. I feel like these pitchers on FanDuel, by the way, have been you know majorly underpriced. I feel like you could pretty much pick any pitcher you want on FanDuel and work around it. Um, so far this season, do you feel like the pricing has been off there too? Yeah, I I hate FanDuel's pricing. Uh, they did a great job in NBA, and they're doing a terrible job in MLB. I've already emailed them and told them how annoyed I am. So uh, yeah, I'm just really frustrated with their pricing. I think it's horrific and. I wish they would do it better. The DraftKings is doing a better job with it. You can play whoever. So, like, yeah, of course. Like, I, I always feel like I'm more, uh, you know, more inclined to go towards the top on FanDuel because of that. I understand if, like, you're building two big stacks and say you don't like pitching that day. Like, yesterday, I didn't love pitching yesterday. I like Garrett Cole. I had him in cash. He was a great option. But in tournaments, I thought there was, uh, you know, tons of big bats that you could spend up on. And if you spend up on those big bats, then you go for cheap to a guy like Jacob Fari, who I actually ended up pivoting to because a lot of stuff got me on later. So, there's an argument on, on one pitcher sites to kind of go for that cheap guy if it helps get in like the bats and you want the mega bats because again the bats are what win you the tournaments right like it's not your pitcher really it's really the bats when that guy hits the two home runs like those say like the two expensive offenses go off you really want to have them so there's an argument in tournaments but in cash games I'm just all about finding that safety at the top and I'll probably go tie on on FanDuel uh, he just seems like a really nice safe option on this slate uh, so I like him a lot and then uh, DraftKings is a little tougher though right because if you look at the top here. It's like, do I want to spend 12K for Tyon? And again, uh, I like the matchup against Miami. It, it makes sense, but I don't know. It's uh, it's tough for me to want to pay 12K for Jameson Tyon. I know, uh, but the kid is a lot better than we give him credit for, I think, when we really look at uh, the numbers here. So he came out through 110 pitches last game, absolutely, absolutely shut it down, looked great. This matchup against Miami uh, just looks very sweet to me. If we look at the plate IQ and run 20 to 17 and 2018 seasons, what we see is a Miami team with a small 120 ISO, 26.4% strikeout rate. We see James Tyon with a 22% strikeout rate overall, uh, You know, a nice high 48.5% ground ball rate, fly ball rate down at 20%, uh, 27%, hard contact down under 30%. So like, everything matches up well. It isn't a pitcher's park in Miami, and I do like Tyon a lot. But as you mentioned, uh, paying up for him that high is something that's going to make your roster kind of confined like I feel like another thing DraftKings has been doing is they've been pricing the pitchers up you know in the appropriate spots like slate specifically like if this was a you know like a 10 game slate 12 game slate with better pitchers I don't think we see James Tyon at 12k I think we see him at like maybe 9k but because it's relevant to the slate and he is you know the best pitching option uh objectively speaking I think that uh that's why we see his price so high so maybe not on DraftKings uh James Tyon like in cash I think he's the way to go, but you know, in tournaments, I think you could get away with a fade. The you know, the question is, I think it's like Tyon, and then who's your SP two? So let's look at some of these other options on this slate here, Travis. Uh, we've got uh, you know the Dark Knight, Matt Harvey coming back, had a decent game. His first game out, second game struggled a little bit. Going against ground ball wizard Chase Anderson, it's in your home, uh, you know, your home stadium over here, you know, uh, for the Mets. So uh, any interest here in either of these guys? 
Yeah, so like I said, I, I think you, I think I will end up like looking at the slate more and more. I probably do end up playing Tyon, right? Like I just like kind of lock in the safeties because his pitching is so ugly on the slate. Like there's not a lot of guys to like. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be on Harvey. I don't know. I right, he could have a good game. Is the Milwaukee Brewers? Milwaukee Brewers are more boom bust than uh, people are thinking. I think they they just think. You know, adding Yelich and adding Kane just makes them like not boom bust, but they still, I still think they are, and they're, they're without Yelich right now. So I think they're more like uh, last year's Brewers and the current state of the lineup. I get it. Harvey could pitch a good game. Totally understand. That. I think he's strictly a tournament play. I'm not going to play him in cash. I'd rather go to Garrett Richards, I think, at this point. But yeah, like I get the idea of, of wanting to have some appeal with Harvey, but. I don't know. Garrett Richards is just like a good pitcher, right? He's a very talented pitcher. Seems like a safe option at that price. He's way too underpriced at that. I, I just would rather go Garrett Richards instead of my cash games. Think he's a way better option. So for me, uh, he's my favorite guy here below 10K. Like, I don't want to pay for Rich Hill against Arizona. Don't love that spot. Even though Rich Hill's a good pitcher, don't like the spot for him. Jacob Junis, uh, you know, I'll pass on him. I, I don't mind Junis, but this Angels lineup is too good. Chase Anderson against the Mets. I, I, I see an argument there. Uh, I don't hate it, but again, there's just Garrett Richard should be more expensive than Derek Holland, right? Derek Holland should not be 7,400 and Garrett Richard should not be 7,200. Something is broken in the with, with DraftKings. They need to fix that. Richard should definitely be more priced. He's my favorite guy around here, and I'm kind of just keeping it simple in cash games. Tyon and Richards, uh, and I'm just going to kind of call it a day. My only concern here with the Garrett Richards situation is, uh, you know, we don't really know how the weather's going to be, but right now it doesn't look great. We don't want him slipping around the mound up there. Uh, you know, precipitation over in Kansas City is going to be going up to 44% by uh, by game time. So uh, that's going to be, you know, a bit of an issue. As, as a former pitcher myself, I know how hard it is to get your foot dug into the mound when it's raining and it's raining. And, uh, you know, you're going to be slipping around. You're going to have a hard time placing your foot when you, uh, you know, when you step into your pitch. And, and you don't want these issues to happen here. So let's keep an eye on that weather and see how that goes. But I do agree, you know, weather permitting, I think Garrett Richards is also a great option. 7.1K, way too cheap on DraftKings. Makes a fine SP2 option. Uh, you mentioned Derek Holland. Obviously, no interest there for either of us. Clayton Richard is a guy that maybe in tournaments, I think, for 5.5K, you could play him as an SP2. Uh, you know, he, he could have an efficient outing. Not not the best matchup. I actually like some of the hitters he's going against. But, uh, you know, it is in Petco, so he does have the, the ballpark factor on his side. I don't think he's a terrible, cheap option. If you're looking for a guy under 6K, uh, like, I'd rather go him than, say, like, Kendall Graveman. One thing you mentioned is Rich Hill. Vegas has a lot of faith here in Rich Hill. Uh, the D-backs, 3.03 is the lowest implied team total on this slate going against Rich Hill. So... Vegas seems to think that he is the best pitcher on this slate. Uh, yeah, I, I get it. Uh, I just, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like the right spot for him. We have some good guys, you know, see, these some tough bats that he definitely have to navigate himself around, like Pollock and Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, I think it's more of a tournament play for me. Uh, I don't know. I'm just kind of staying away at this point. But I get it, right? It, it's understandable that he's obviously, you know, someone that Vegas would trust and want, want to get behind. But I don't know. I think I'm just staying away. I'm just, like I said, I'm kind of keeping it simple. It's tough, though, because if you think about from a tournament perspective, if you're worried about the tie-on ownership being super high and the Richards ownership, like, where do you pivot to? That I understand that. It's like it's a conversation I obviously have and, and kind of consider. So if you want to go to Hill in a tournament, 
I don't hate it. Uh, I think it's fine. You can definitely take that route. I think you'll get some uh, lower ownership on him than a guy like Tyne at the top. I think just a lot of people gravitate to him. So if you want to take that approach, go ahead. And I don't think it's a bad tournament approach to take. Even with Chase Anderson. Again, Chase Anderson, uh, he's not really, you know, he's been a lot better, you know, this past, like last season and this season. He hasn't been bad. And uh, there's definitely upside here against the Mets line. That can swing and miss with the best of them, right? They're, they're off to a hot start, though. And people might, might not want to touch him at that price. So I don't hate that in tournaments. It's tough to find a tournament pitcher. I really wouldn't be messing around with like Gonzalez, Richard, Graveman, Richards, like all these other guys for cheap. I just really don't want to touch. I understood your Clayton Richard love. And if you're playing anyone for under 6K, he's the guy. But that's really like the conversation is if you're playing someone that cheap, then you go to him. It's not a guy that we're really loving a ton of. So uh, in tournaments, I think, I, like I said, I think Harvey's an interesting option in tournaments. I think Richards is a good tournament option. Uh, and then probably like maybe Junis. Anderson and Hill and then Tyon. And that's kind of it with my pitcher pool. Like I'm not messing around with any of these other options. Like I said, uh, Tyon and uh, Richards are clearly the two guys that I like the most. And then some of those other guys I just discussed are more of like the tournament guys I would consider. Yeah, same. Exactly. I think we're on the same page here. So, uh, yeah, you know, pitching is kind of shallow on the slate. So in cash, I think, you know, you just stay with like the Tyon and Garrett Richards and and move around from there for tournaments. Uh, Anyone else here you want to talk about or should we move on to the bats? No, uh, I think that's about it for me. Uh, I'm definitely uh, definitely done with that. We can move on over to the bats. All right. Uh, we're going to move on to the catcher position. FanDuel, no longer a site where you have to roster a catcher. Uh, but on DraftKings, we still do. So we're going to be looking at catchers here on DraftKings. Now, uh, first guy that stands out to me is Francisco Cervelli. Uh, gets a good matchup here against Trevor Richards, who actually struggles pretty heavily against righties. Um, just... Leafs, nice, uh, nice fat pitches that get smashed over the plate against the righties. When you look at his hard contact numbers, you look at his pitch selections, this matchup works out well for Cervelli. 3.2K, not too expensive. Um, the only downside is it is in that Miami ballpark where it is a pitcher's park. Um, you know, you got a guy like Buster Posey here against Clayton Richard. You know, getting that, that split. Again, downside is the ballpark factor at Petco, and Clayton Richard is a ground ball wizard, so not really the best of matchups, but it's there. Uh, I think my favorite option, though, out of all the catchers on this slate is probably going to be Jonathan Lucroy. Uh, 2.9K on DraftKings, super cheap. We know that he is able to smash lefties, a lefty masher, throughout his career when you look at his numbers. And, uh, you know, even though this game, again, you know, is in a, in a, in a, a hitter's uh, pitcher's park, which a lot of these games are on this slate, uh, Luke Roy, for me, is my favorite catching option at 2.9K. Just make sure he's in the lineup if he is. Lock him in against Marco Gonzalez. How about you, Travis? Yeah, so, you know, obviously, like, Buster Posey is a good option if you can if you have the money and can spend there. But I'm probably not going to spend there on him and don't love the park for him. I'm probably just going to look for one of those cheap catchers to obviously just take a punt at, right? Uh, help get the salary and look for that cheap home run. I think that makes sense to do that with Luke Roy. I like that approach. I also like Yasmani Grandal. Great spot for him. Of your team BVP, which I don't know, I look at it. Uh, I'm not always in on it, but hey, it's five for 10, and we're looking for a reason to play catcher, so maybe that gets me on him. I'm just a big Grandall fan in general. I'm a big homer of him. He's done me well in DFS, so I haven't rostered him a lot this year, so maybe tonight is the night where I start getting on Grandall more. 
I used to do it a lot more, obviously, because FanDuel, you had to uh, roster catchers, and he was always really cheap, and he hasn't been as cheap this year. But I don't know. On this slate, I think this 3600 price tag, I like him against Taiwan Walker a lot, and I like their Luke Roy Cole again, another guy that I think I'm going to look at. But the main thing to really take away is uh, just wait for the news. That's always important, especially when you're building your cash game rosters. Uh, I don't really prioritize my catcher. I prioritize all my other bats and then kind of try and figure it out, unless like Gary the Goat's in like an amazing spot. But uh, that's kind of about it. I'm just uh, looking at Luke Roy and Grandal as my two favorite guys, and then uh, kind of waiting to see what the lineup news that which that pops up to see if I need to make any pivots. Yep. All right. So let's move on to the first base position. Usually a loaded stacks position, but this slate's kind of limited with uh, our firepower here at first base. Not a lot of guys in excellent spots. I think if you're paying up, I think Eric Thames is a fine option if you want to, you know, put some salary allocated towards first like that. I also think if you're paying up, you can look at Cody Bellinger against Taiwan Walker. Um, but, you know, if you're looking to save this Daniel Vogelbach kid on the Seattle Mariners, uh, he's a guy that I'm really interested in. And he's only 2.9K over on DraftKings. That's just way too cheap. Um, you know, and if you're going cheap at catcher and cheap at first base, like I mentioned, you end up really opening up a lot of uh, salary cap. And on FanDuel, Vogelbach only 2100 so almost a stone minimum over there. So uh, that's a guy that, you know, you could uh, get in there and, and have some extra salary. And on DraftKings, it really helps, though, with the roster construction because you have to get Tyon in there for 12K, right? And you still want to be able to get some of the bigger bats. So I think he might be the way I end up going on this late. How about you, Travis? I mean, he's just going to be batting like too low in the order for me, probably. I'll, I'll pass on Vogelbach. No thanks. I don't love first base. It's kind of a tough position to roster today. Totally get it. Uh, I, I like Thames. He's a guy that I'm definitely going to look to target if I can. Uh, it just this position, I get it. It's kind of ugly. It's not. Yeah, I'd go to like him, Adrian Gonzalez, but I'm not probably not going to like his lineup spot, so probably not. Uh, again, I just really don't like this uh, this position that much. So I get the idea of punting, right? And uh, if I can pay up, I want to go to Thames. Uh, he's my favorite guy here. Of course, I could pay up from Goldschmidt, too, against Hill. I would love to, but, uh, you know, Thames is probably my favorite guy right now. The guy that I'd be keying in on the most, I uh, think he's the guy that you want to look to uh, if you can. If you want to go cheap, yeah, again, it's tough. I think Justin Bohr makes sense, if, but the problem is you're probably playing Tyon, so the question is, can you get him in uh, with him? Like, I thought yesterday it wasn't a terrible idea with Cool. if you were playing Cool because he just struggles so much lefties. So if you wanted to do it on a six-game slate, I wouldn't hate it, but not my favorite thing. It's just, uh, I don't know, I feel like I'm just going to try and find my way to pay for Thames because I really like this spot for Thames. Uh, just think that maybe the position is just so weak that I kind of have to find my way to try and pay up for Thames, and he's been mashing the ball. I mean, exit velocity when he's crushing the ball is at 96 miles an hour, and the, the batted ball distance is 248. Last 15 days, like I just, uh, I don't know. Thames is my guy right now, and I, I'm going to try my best to get him in my lineups, I think. Yeah, I agree. I think on FanDuel, I certainly am going to be going Thames. Uh, but I think on DraftKings, it's it's a bit different because Tyon is way more expensive, and we have to, you know, find a way to kind of work that salary in our construction. So I think... Yeah, but I, I think I think Richard just helps make it already work. I don't know. Uh, and, like, I'm already punting at catcher probably to make things work. So I think he'll be able to make it work. Uh, Thames is just, like, a really strong play today. And uh, I, I just wouldn't want to miss out on him, I don't think. Yeah, no, I agree with you for sure. Thames is my top option. If I could get him in both, both formats, I certainly will be taking him there. Anyone else you want to mention here at first base? 
No, again, like I really think first is like not as great of a position as it was last season and seasons pass and it's a spot where i'm probably gonna keep my core tight a lot like normally i used to have a lot of exposure at first and like it a ton but uh i don't know so far this season it's just been kind of ugly and like i said i'm just gonna probably try and key in on names here and then uh i don't know look for lineup spots right to see if there's something that maybe pops and is interesting uh so yeah that's about it yeah let's move on to the second base position right off the bat jonathan vr is only 3k on DraftKings, and i feel like that's just super cheap and i think that uh if you get him in there, you, you get some cheap pop in your lineup. So he's a guy that I think you can look at. Correlates well with Thames. 2400 in FanDuel as well. So you're getting VR very, very cheap. He's a streaky hitter, but if he gets hot, especially in the matchup here against Matt Harvey, I think uh, you want to make sure you have him in your lineup. And uh, I think you'll, you'll end up having a huge advantage. For some reason, that kid just goes on their own. And second base is a bit of a shallow position on the slate. So um, we're going to have to make sure that uh, you know, we go with our best option, right? You know, and, and not chase, not chase uh, anything crazy. So, but yeah, so I do like him. Do like Jed Lowry against Marco Gonzalez, the double master as cheese is good has dubbed him. I think Jed Lowry is a fine spot in a fine spot, a shallow position. Bang, probably you know third in the lineup here against Marco Gonzalez. We know hits lefties well. And on the other side of that matchup, uh, I think I'm gonna have to give some love to Robinson Gano on this slate. I think there's a ton of upside, upside for Cano here. We know that Graveman struggles, gives up a ton of fly balls and hard contact to lefties. So uh, Cano is in a really good spot here too. I think that, so for me, it's going to be like Cano, Lowry, and VR if I'm trying to save for value. How about you, Travis? Yeah, uh, Jed Lowry's probably my favorite guy if I had to pick between both sites. Like the guy that I like the most, it's him. Just like his price, uh, especially on DraftKings. Fan it's a little tougher. I actually don't think you're going to get VR in there. I think you're going to get Sogard. And if you get Sogard, I mean, 2200 on FanDuel is a great price. I see him kind of being in the lineup more than VR. Uh, just the stolen base upside is not there against Harvey, so I don't think they're going to prioritize putting in a guy like VR. I'm trying to think, like, who, who do the Mets have tomorrow? Because I feel like they maybe prioritize him tomorrow. Like, Harvey, 19 starts, only four stolen bases against him. And the Mets are a team that you can steal on. We saw it with Steven Matz yesterday. It's just like some of these pitchers are just not good at that. So let me see who's pitching Sunday for the Mets. Yeah, it's Noah Syndergaard. So I'm assuming they put VR tomorrow against Syndergaard because Syndergaard is so bad against stolen bases. I think it makes a lot of sense for him to kind of go in and slot in there. So I think you're going to get Sogard instead, Josh. Uh, so I don't know. I kind of like his cheap price tag. I'm going to kind of target him. In my cash games, I think at that cheap price, it, it just it's a really great value on a site like FanDuel. So uh, I don't know. I, I like him here, and uh, he's a guy that can absolutely kill pitchers' pitch counts too. And I think Matt Harvey's a guy that you want to kind of eat at his pitch count and really get him uh, going and get into that Mets bullpen. And I, I like I like him. I think that's the guy they're going to end up going. But I could be wrong, right? You never know. And if VR's in there, uh, yeah, he's a nice cheap source of value against like a you know. All, guy like Harvey, who I think is fine to target. So I don't hate that if you want to go to cheap, but uh, Jed Lowry's like my main guy. Like, I guess you're looking at VR's uh, price on Fandle, correct? Is that the one you were talking about? Because second base is kind of tough to get some value here, correct? On Fandle? Yeah, he's 2400 on Fandle, and he's only 3 k on DraftKings, too. So he's cheap on both places. Yeah, it's tough on, uh, yeah, I guess on both, it's it's good it's good value. It's tough on, uh, it's tough on Fandle, second base for value. I mean, 
you don't want panic against a lefty lefty. I do like Ian Kinsler. Like that's still a nice price on him. And uh, people might say, Oh, against Junis is a righty. It's not as great of a spot, but Ian Kinsler is a good hitter. And, uh, you know, against the, like, you know, on this angels offense, uh, I, I don't hate going with him, but uh, Jed Lowry is probably my favorite guy. If I had to pick on the entire slate, it, it's just, it's, it's not an easy slate. It's just, uh, it's, I don't know about not being an easy slate. It's one of those slates where it's just, uh, it's not a great slate, not a lot of options to love. So that's kind of what's making it, uh, you know, making me just kind of be very uh, strict on who I like. Are you not going to respond to my Cano love? I mean, come on. If you have the money, I get it. I'm just, I don't know. I, I understand it, right? It would make some sense against Kendall Graveman. Uh, let's see if there is that uh, BVP there. Because I believe Kendall Graveman is that ground ball pitcher. And I believe uh, Cano is a ground ball hitter, correct? He, he yeah, but Graveman, Graveman gives up a lot of fly balls to lefties. If you look at his numbers over the last two seasons uh, against lefties here, his fly ball rate is up to 38.8%. Like, like, if you have the money, I get it. I just don't know if I see myself – like, if you have the money for Cano, totally understand it. But um, I just feel like I'm going to want to try and do my best if I can to save some money at second so I can pay up at other spots. But that's kind of it for me. All right. Um, let's move on to sec- uh, third base. Here on the slate, one of my favorite correlation plays last season was Eric Thames and Travis Shaw, and we get to do that again this season, so that's pretty fun. And I think Travis Shaw is also a fine play against Matt Harvey. Uh, if you're not catching the trend here, it looks like a nice little Brewer stack against the Mets is something that we keep uh, flirting with. So, But yeah, I do think Travis Shaw is a, is a fine play here. Uh, one thing I've noticed is that you know the Angels have a very high run total here. Uh, against Jacob Junis, and maybe this is something we should be looking at. We haven't really mentioned anyone. There's no one at third base here that I'm interested in, so I'm just going to skip over it. But just wanted to mention that, uh, you know, they they do have a pretty high implied run total here, too. I think it's actually they have the highest. Do they have the highest on the slate? The Angels, yeah, I mean, they're the best, man. Like, uh, I got to stack them up all the time. So it's actually, they, I mean, they have a high total, but, like, it's not that high for, like, the entire slate. It's not like we have, like, this, like, massive five total on this slate. You know what I mean? Uh, well, also, we have Longo against a lefty. We know Evan Longoria is just a lefty masher for his career. It's a bad lefty, too. A bad lefty. I mean, uh, oh, actually, sorry. No, wrong one. I was thinking he was against Holland. No, uh, he's got, well, he's but, going against the ground ball lefty. That, that's the only issue I have. But it's fine because it's Evan Longoria going against the lefty. And again, the park factor is terrible, too, at Peco. But he's a pro ball player, and he's a lefty masher. I think for 3.2K on DraftKings, it's hard to, like, pass up on Longoria. Over there, if you if you're looking for a cheap price tag, and only twenty seven hundred on Fanduel, so I do think Longoria is one of the top third base plays. You know, point point per dollar wise, he'll end up being one of the top third base plays on the slate. Always upside for a home run, so I do like him a lot. I was looking at Matt Chapman. I don't think he's a terrible play against Marco Gonzalez. If I do play Cano, like I said, I'll find a way to pair him up with Seager. I like to keep my lives correlated. But, man, the more I'm looking at third base, Travis, the more I'm just falling in love here with this Longo play for cheap. And and uh, so, basically, let me just give you a quick rundown of where I'm going. If I'm playing Eric Thames, I'm, tra- I'm, I'm pairing him with Travis Shaw. If I'm playing Robinson Cano, I'm going to pair him with Kyle Seager at third base. And in all my other lineups, I think I'm just going to load up on Longoria. So that's, um, that's where I'm at at third base. How about you, Travis? Yeah, so uh, I don't know, like Chase Headley, I kind of like on FanDuel, just like a cheap if you need a third baseman punt. I like him as an option. But my favorite, like overall, if you told me, you know, who's the guy that you want to like, you know, marry yourself to and just really like be all over. It's probably Travis Shaw. He's probably like my favorite play. 
at the third base position. Uh, Christian Villanueva, I like him too, another Padre to mention, but I think there's a, there's a lot of pop here against a lefty and, and a bad lefty in Derek Holland. I like him too. He's another guy I'm kind of considering and think that we could be all over. Matt Chapman, if you're playing an A stack, I don't think people will spend that price tag. So if you are doing an A stack, I like making sure to prioritize him because he just seems too overpriced and people won't be want to be on him. And I think he's a pretty good play. I get your Kyle Seager love again. I don't know. I just think I'm staying away from Seattle today. Uh, Maybe I'm wrong for doing it. Maybe that's something like throughout the day I'll kind of uh, fix that leak and want to get more on them. I just haven't played them much this year, and I don't know. I'm not in love with them right now. So, yeah, I just kind of see myself like going more so with these uh, you know, cheap Padres and maybe uh, maybe a guy like Travis Shaw. I get the Longoria play, but uh, this uh, – I don't know. Clayton Richards is not a guy I really want to target, and this isn't an offense I feel like has a ton of upside here in this stadium. So, I don't know. I kind of would rather play these Padres than the Giants. Like if you told me which offense would you rather play today, I'd probably rather target these Padres who people just probably won't be all over against uh, you know, just a really, really bad, uh, you know, bad pitcher in Derek Holland. All right, let's move on to the shortstop position, shallow position, but a position nonetheless. Looking at all of these options here at shortstop, really nobody that I'm crazy in love with, but you know who pops right off the page and who seems to do this a lot at this position, Marcus Semien, just 3.2K uh, on DraftKings. I believe that he's also cheap on FanDuel. Yep, 3,600. I mean, not as cheap as I would like him to be, but leading off here, in a matchup against a weak lefty, I think Marcus Semien is a fantastic option at a shallow position. I think Gene Segura is a fine play on the other side of that matchup. He's also priced fairly. Uh, and, and, you know, maybe some Corey Seager here against Taiwan Walker. I don't love it, but I, I do think that he is in play. Shortstop's just shallow, Travis. So I think, like, like for instance, like we have, uh, you know, Semien's more expensive, way more expensive on FanDuel than he is on DraftKings, right? And um, Segura is like the same price. So I think for me, like I would go like Segura on FanDuel and like Semien on DraftKings. How about you? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, so DraftKings, I think it's easy. Like cash games is just like, hey, play, uh, play um, Semien, like you said. Yeah, I mean, he's just way too cheap under price. Shortstop is a position that like if I'm building stacks, it's like, okay, I'll throw in this guy. Like say I'm doing a Padres stack, right? Just Let's just say. Uh, I'll be like, hey, I don't love this position, so let me just throw in Freddie Galvis, right? Like, I'll just kind of, like, get creative with it and just throw in the guy. If I'm doing a giant stack, people might not play this guy, but Brandon Crawford, lefty-lefty, I'll just play him, right? I'll kind of, like, naturally do that and just make it work, I guess you could say. Uh, But Semien's my favorite guy. If I'm paying up at the top, it's kind of tough. I don't know. Part of me wants to go to Zach Kozart, but, uh, you know, Corey Seager, I feel like he's not a bad point-per-dollar play against Taiwan Walker, uh, fly ball pitcher, so I I kind of don't hate that route of going with uh, Corey Seager, but Semien is my favorite guy in DraftKings, and I don't know. Uh, I think I'd go Seager over Segura if you force me to pick on Fandle. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not a excellent spot, but yeah, for a hundred more on Fandle instead of Semien, I can get Seager. I'll take the upside yeah. in Seager for I mean, sure. If we can get a value play, that'd be great, right? Like we like on, like on DraftKings, it's easy to put Semien. I'm just wondering in my cash games if I'm going to get like a nice value spot here from any of these guys. I just don't see it, and I feel like I'm going to be forced to pay in this like uh, you know 
mid 3k range probably like it seems like i'm gonna have to like from freddie galvis up it seems like i'm gonna be forced to play one of these guys like because galvis could bat second and that could be really interesting right those 300 dollars could be like the difference uh, and especially against a bad uh pitcher in Derek collins so uh i feel like you're just gonna be forced to pay up uh on fanduel in your cash games and then like i said uh shortstop is never a fun i'm not I'm about never a fun position or roster but it's not a fun position or roster so i'm probably just gonna like see how the stack fits and just throwing my guy there in tournaments yeah, for sure. Um, if you're playing that early slate, by the way, just got news that the Twins and White Sox game has been postponed. So the slate just keeps getting smaller and smaller on the early slate. Um, let's uh, let's move on to the outfield now. Uh, this is where we're probably going to find our heaviest bets because you know it feels like the hitters are kind of limited on this slate. So right off the bat, you know, we were uh, looking at these Milwaukee guys, um, and Travis Shaw and Eric Thames. I don't think I'm going to really go too crazy with any of these other Brewer bets, so I think I could pass there. Uh, I do have some love for Corey Dickerson in this matchup against Trevor Richards. I think that he's someone we could certainly play. And Gregory Polanco, man, has just been showing so much pop in his bat. I think you play one, you play the other, you can link them up, and that would be a fine, fine play uh Mike Trout almost six he's 5.8k on DraftKings like pass but oh my god look at that price tag that's absolutely massive um I think Andrew McCutcheon is a guy that we could look at against uh Clayton Richards so do like McCutcheon against lefties I think he's a fine play and then we have Chris Davis um with his reverse splits uh but again I think he's also in play here on this slate, uh, you know, it's it's not hitting is not loaded on the slate, and that's what you learn as you go deeper and deeper looking into it. So, like, you kind of just have to like find a way to correlate your lineup and try to get the maximum value out of like what team you think is going to score the most amount of runs. So for me, like, it's hard to like handpick these outfielders because I feel like it's just going to have to like be like a suited combination throughout my lineup and correlation aspects. Like roster construction for me is going to be very heavily molded around correlation. How about you? Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm gonna wait to see what's gonna happen with lineups because it seems like a day where I'm I'm gonna need to you know I don't know if I need to save a ton but it seems like there's a lot of spots that I want to pay up for right there there's a lot of spots I want to pay up for because there's not a lot of value there so because of that it seems like I might be forcing the outfield to maybe uh you know do my best to kind of find some value and hope that I can get some guys at the top of the lineup so let's start with the Brewers game first right. Kane, Braun, like Braun's price on FanDuel specifically. I mean, he's 2.8K. It's a crazy price tag. And it's not, you know, a great platoon split for him. But uh, I think he's a fine play. I think he's someone that you can get exposure to at that price. Like Lorenzo Kane, too. We are talking about a lot of Brewers that we like. It's not a bad idea to correlate them up. And uh, we know that Mets both can be ugly at times. So uh, I know they've been phenomenal this year, which uh, Josh, better than your Yankees. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to throw that in here now because the Mets are the best team in New York. But, uh, yeah, uh, the Brewers, I think they're an interesting, like, if we already like the, you know, Thames and we like Shaw, I think they're an interesting guys to correlate, like you kind of mentioned here so far. So, Mets, I'm just kind of staying away from them here. I could get it, though, if you do get behind the Mets stack. Like, the, the two power lefties that you want are Conforto and Bruce. Then you throw in Zespedes, right? May as well. So, I think that makes sense in tournaments. If you are in a Mets stack, I would certainly do that. I wouldn't leave those guys off at all. On the Pirates side, the Pirates have been pretty good this year, and they get a guy like Trevor Richards. Like, could you go a Polanco, a Marte, a Dickerson? I don't hate it. I think it's fine. But again, they're not guys I'm like prioritizing in my cash games at this moment. Marlins outfielders, I'm staying away from them. If I can pay up for Trout, I want to. Upton and Cole Calhoun, sure. I think Cole Calhoun's a really nice 
nice value play that we might be able to use on this slate if he's batting fifth against Junis. Gives us exposure to that offense that, again, we might have trouble paying up for a guy like a Trout and an Upton. So if we are, I like that route. And Upton's price is nice on DraftKings. 4.3K, we might be able to get away with that. So I think that he's a guy that I like there. Uh, looking at the looking, sorry, looking at the Giants, uh, dealing with some allergies and whatnot. So if I sound a little froggy, Josh, my bad. And uh, but uh, I'm just trying to finish up the outfield here for you. Uh, Austin Jackson is like another guy I kind of like a little bit against Lim Richard if he's batting first. I think that's a good value. Same with uh, Andrew McCutcheon. I mean, do you like him there too, Josh? I think he's someone to consider. Like I, I didn't like the Giants a lot at first because of those lefties we talked about against Richard. But some of these righties in the outfield I think are interesting and have nice price tags. Same with the Padres. I talked about that before. And I want guys who match lefties, right? Like Hunter Renfro, love him today. I think he's a great value play. Same with Jose Perella. He's another guy, one of these righties against a bad lefty. I really like him. And if we get Franchi Cordero batting first, I know it's lefty-lefty, but if I'm building Padre stacks, and let's just say, right, like I kind of like Perella, Renfro, and, and Villanueva. Those are probably my three favorite uh, Padres. And I probably will like Austin Hedges even batting last. But say I need an extra guy, like an extra Padre to throw in there. I don't mind going to Franchi Cordero. He's batting first. He's not going to get all his spots against Holland. Like, Holland's a bad pitcher. So is Chris Tillman, right? And we saw Chris Tillman only pitch a couple innings. So then we're going to get some bullpen time. And it's not like Cordero's going to be against a lefty all game long. And people won't play him. He's just a really young, talented prospect that has came up and uh, is getting some time. So if he is batting first, I think he's interesting. Probably won't end up batting first lefty-lefty, but you never know. Just kind of throwing out a, a cheap value play that you can consider. A's outfield. You know, I, I never like to leave Crush Davis, uh, Chris Davis off my stack. So if I am playing an A stack, I'm going to make sure I put Chris Davis in there. Just not a guy I absolutely love and, pro and, and I'm going to be prioritizing today. But again, I think Chris Davis is uh, in the conversation. Uh, you know, if you're playing an A stack, I mean, you should obviously have him. And then uh, I guess D Gordon, if he's batting first, I don't hate that. But probably the only Seattle guy I really am uh, too interested in. Uh, you probably won't mind him mixing in with your Seager and your Cano stacks, Josh. And then when it comes to this Dodgers and uh, Diamondbacks outfield, uh, you know, I'm just kind of staying away from them, I think, completely. Just not guys I love. Yeah, it, uh, you know, seems like you Mets fans always celebrate this early, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear that every year. Blah, blah, blah. Your team stinks right now and mine is good, and I'm going to celebrate, Josh. I'm, I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to take it to the bank. And, you know, you say, oh, talk to me in October. You know what? I'll see you in October, Josh. Yeah, okay. Wow, confident. You're going to see Noah Syndergaard hitting golf balls on the golf course in, in October. That's what you're going to be yeah, seeing. Well, we'll, we'll see about that. Uh, I wasn't as bullish on the Mets this year, but, man, uh, just side rant. Like, dude, Todd Frazier's, like, literally the MVP. Like, er everywhere I go and, like, watch the Mets are, like, this guy's energy is, like, the reason they love it. And, like, he's like that. Like, he's literally your classic, like, clubhouse, like, everyone loves him, infectious energy guy. Like, everyone absolutely loves this guy. And he's made him, he's made him like, way better, just, like, more confident in themselves kind of thing. So uh, we'll see once it dies out. But it's been fun to watch. So I'll brag about it for a little bit and enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. My Yankees will get it together. It'll be fine. But uh, yeah, let's uh, let's move on to the stack of the day segment here on the podcast. What we do is we go over who our favorite stacks of the day are. So, Travis, you got one in the chamber here, or you want me to go first? Uh, no, you go first. Uh, you seem like you're more. Uh, you, you got your stacks figured out better than me right now. So, uh, yeah, you 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 go, and then I'll uh, I'll let you know what I'm thinking because I don't love the bats that much on this slate, but I think I may have an interesting one. But you go first. Yeah, I mean, I, to be honest, I don't really love the bats either on the slate. Like, it's not, you know, it's definitely not a fun slate to, to be stacking it up. But 
Uh, for me, uh, my favorite stack, you know, as I'm building, this is what just keeps happening. Uh, I think that the Mariners are going to be my, my stack of the day today. I really like them against Kendall Graveman here. I think that they're a great play. I think that, uh, you know, you, you may get them a little under-owned, which, which shouldn't happen. You know, they shouldn't be under-owned on this league because they are in a good spot and they have the second highest implied team total. So, uh, the, but the Mariners for me, I, I just, I think, you know, you start with Cano and Seager and D Gordon and you kind of work around that. Uh, still guys like Mitch Hanniger who are, are fine plays, you know, um, I said Daniel Vogelbach, you know, he's another guy that I think he played Gene Segura. He's another good play. There's just, you know, there's plenty of guys in this line that can score runs, and I think that Seattle has a big day, so that's going to be my stack of the day. How about you, Travis? All right, so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to talk about three, but I'll give you my main one. My main one's the Padres. Uh, we never see the Padres as favorites, right? They're favorites. They're playing against Derek Holland. One thing I love about the Padres here is what do they do? They help you roster, uh, you know, players in bad positions, right? They Austin hedges against the lefty. Just a position that's not fun to roster, he's going to help you roster there. Freddie Galvis at shortstop helps you roster a bad position. And I think Freddie Galvis, uh, you know, I talked about Frenchie Cordero a little bit. It sounds like it, it, they would just – put Freddie Galvis at the two hole today. So likely going to get Galvis, I think at the two hole, that's my guess. That's my, uh, my take on that. So helps you roster that position. And then you get Hunter Renfro. Wouldn't leave him off, you know, wouldn't leave Perel off just cheap outfielders. And it helps you fill out those other positions that we talked about earlier that, uh, you know, we kind of want to pay up for because they're not the greatest position. So, I like the Padres stack. That's my favorite tournament stack. That's the one I like a ton. I'm a big fan of the Brewers stack. I could see a lot of them filling out my cash game rosters. Uh, just think a lot like, you know, guys like Thames, Shaw. It's going to be guys I'm interested in. I'm not a big Matt Harvey believer, not a big Matt Harvey truther. So, uh, again, I know I'm a Mets fan, but I do uh, – I'm not just the biggest – I'm just not the biggest Harvey fan. Everyone knows that. So, uh, I don't mind uh, – don't mind attacking him uh, here with, with those lefties. There's They got a lot of pop in their lineup. And, uh, yeah, I like that Brewers stack a little bit in this spot. And then uh, I'll talk about the angels. I just think uh, like if I am playing those cheap Padres and loading up on them, I think I'll have that money for, you know, the Mike Trouts uh, and the Uptons, like the guys that people just maybe can't afford. So uh, if people are kind of not having enough money because they're spending up, right. Say that they're spending up on, uh, you know, the Canoes, right. Say they're spending up on all these other guys that we talked about. Like these say they're spending up on these shortstop on the Seegers, the Segures say that they can't afford the money on them. Uh, I think I maybe can pull off getting in some of these expensive angels bats and fill them out with my cheap Padres. So, uh, I don't know. That's kind of the, where I'm approaching my stacks and uh, my stack of the day one that being the Padres, but kind of wanted to mention the angels is an honorable stack because I pretty much stack them up every single day. I, I said, I'm doing it for the first two months of the season. Every day I'll have an angel stack. So that's why I wanted to mention him again as my stack of the day. All right. Very good. You heard it here. Make sure you go give us both a follow on Twitter. You can follow me at real Joshua giant. You can follow me at Real Joshua John. Follow Travis at Travis Mangone at Travis M A N G O N E. Love interacting with you guys. If you have any questions or comments or you know need some advice, feel free to reach out and do so over there, and we will respond to you guys. But yeah, enjoy the day, man. Enjoy your NBA playoffs. Enjoy some MLB. It'll be a fun day. We'll be back with you guys tomorrow for the weekend grind show. Thanks for listening. Talk to you guys soon. Enjoy your Saturday. Peace out, grinders. Welcome to my legacy On my search for serenity I'm trying hard to let things be But I keep making friends with my enemies Welcome to my legacy On my search for serenity I'm trying hard to let things be But I keep making friends with my enemies 
Well, it's sunny outside now. Maybe I should go for a walk. Wearing my heart upside down as a badge for everything lost. Try to stay humble with the right crowd. Try to do the things I was taught. Yeah. Try to make everybody else proud. Even if my soul is the cause. Speak my mind loudly with everything I have to say. But people walk around like every day's a masquerade. Following the pattern, it's easy to tell. Cause everybody is afraid of being themselves. Made a lot of choices, but I still ignore the white smoke. Distracted, trying to balance my emotions on a tightrope. But still eat well and chase it down with fine wine And use my imagination as a lifeline Welcome to my legacy On my search for serenity I'm trying hard to let things be But I keep making friends with my enemies Welcome to my legacy On my search for serenity I'm trying hard to let things be But I keep making friends with my enemies Well it's stormy outside now Maybe I should stay in my bed Wearing my heart upside down Praying that it helps me forget We all wanna do it differently and We all want a second chance Well I've got the opportunity, yeah I'm accepting everything that I am but I don't think I change it for a second Perfecting a profession where depression is a weapon And I won't even mention all the questions that I'm left with When I didn't have the answers I just went ahead and guess and try to get across a message But I'll never understand Writing me on paper I seem better than I am Try keeping all my friends doing everything I can But once I'm doing well they'll be enemies again Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for Dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make Dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.